Disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist, counselor, or professional broadcaster. The following are stories from my life and personal experiences and are the property of me. There will be profanity, quite a fucking bit of it, so please keep that in mind along with adult topics and themes. Listener discretion is advised. I've always wanted to say that. Hi, and welcome back to Here She Comes, Confessions of a Retired Vibrator Seller. I'm your host, Jasmine Aziz. Have I told you how grateful I am that you are listening? Because I am. Thank you very, very much. As you may recall from the last episode, I had started my first party in Toronto, Scarborough to be specific, for a small room of young, very sexual ladies. Let's get back there without a second to lose because this is where things start to go south for me. And by that, I mean sexually, of course. Samantha's small apartment was starting to feel very hot. Everyone seemed comfortable but me. I put down the make-your-own-porn kit and tried to focus. I looked down at Jenna and Samantha sitting so close to me that if I were wearing a skirt, they'd easily be able to see up it. They looped their arms together like newlyweds or a young couple at the beginning of their relationship. Samantha reached down and stroked Jenna's foot, telling her it was time she got a pedicure. Jenna responded by sliding her hand up Samantha's skirt and telling her it was time to get a Brazilian wax. I shifted in front of them and looked around the room at the other girls who were either getting drinks for themselves or filling up paper plates with food in the kitchenette of the apartment. No one else could see Jenna and Samantha from the same vantage point as me, and none of the other girls seemed to even notice them at all. Hurry up! I ordered the stragglers, still trying to get their drinks and food before settling in. I sounded more insistent than I had intended. I have a lot of stuff to cover tonight. Grab your penis pencils that I gave you and take a seat, please. Yes, grab your pencils, schoolgirls, Jenna said. The teacher is in. She took the nub of her penis pencil and outlined the area around Samantha's left nipple over the flimsy material of her top. I wanted to avert my gaze, but I couldn't look away. None of the other girls saw what I did. Samantha absently swatted Jenna's pencil, but she continued to flick the growing hard bump under Sam's bra. Samantha stopped her by removing the pencil from Jenna's hand and deftly reaching up under the folds of her best friend's sweater to squeeze her right breast in her hand. As she removed her hand, just as quickly as it went in, it caught lightly on the v-neck of Jenna's top, momentarily exposing her white breast and light pink nipple. From my vantage point above them, I could see directly down Jenna's top. She wasn't wearing a bra. Her breasts seemed to defy gravity, proudly pushing forward, full, pouty, 
and plump. The image of them seared itself into my mind. Even when I would close my eyes, I could see the outline of her pink nipple barely hidden under the fabric of her sweater. I stared ahead of me for the entire presentation, like a robot fixated on the back wall artwork. From the corner of my eye, I could see Samantha and Jenna feed each other strawberries while downing glass after glass of wine. I stared so long at the abstract lines of the painting on the back wall that I was sure they were imprinted on my corneas. I managed to wrap up my presentation in good time. One by one, each guest came into Samantha's messy bedroom to order something. They were extremely decisive about what they wanted. I couldn't have asked for a better, more attentive group. They had product numbers ready, were specific about color choice and lingerie, and each ordered multiple quantities of flavored lubricant. Five customers in and all my $100 canisters were sold. The porn kits were being handed out like bonuses with every single customer to walk in. Jenna came in second last. Her perfume was mixed with the rose scent in the air. She smelled like the woods in full bloom. Her sweater had torn slightly at the edge of her neck, causing it to drape even farther down her shoulder. The dim light of the bedroom encased her translucent skin, making it appear like warm dough I wanted to poke my finger into. Did you have a good time? I asked as I prepared her order sheet. You are amazing. Uh, thank you. I could hardly look her in the eye. I think you're beautiful, too. Such gorgeous mocha-colored skin. She closed the distance between us and knelt at my feet. The corner of her sweater lightly trapped on her belt buckle, causing it to slide down off of her shoulder. She stopped me from writing in my sales book and gently took my hand in hers. She put her delicate, white, hairless arm up against mine. I silently thanked God that I had only recently waxed the volumes of hair off my forearms a few days before. Your skin is so soft, she said as she traced her fingertips from my knuckles to my elbow. Do you use the sex products on your skin? She looked up at me while tracing a figure eight on my arm and silently waited for my response. I was at a loss for words. My brain told me to seize the opportunity to close a sale, but my body didn't want her to stop stroking my forearm. My heart was pounding in my chest, expecting the door to bust open, and my sexuality was peaked, warming, lubricating itself in response to her feathery touch. I, uh, yeah, I do. I, uh, I use the powder. I mean, um, it, uh, it, uh, it helps with sweating. And I should know. I could feel the sweat begin to spread across my lower back and underarms. I think sweat is kind of hot, actually. Don't you just love dirty, hot, sweaty sex, Jazzy? I mean, the sloppy kind that gets your hair all messed up and you end up drenched in each other's liquids. Every word out of her mouth sprang at me like it was attached to an image. I saw in one instance her naked body sprawled against silk sheets, her lover's hair jutting out from between her clenched fists, her skin glowing with dew from a mixture of sweat and saliva, and the long drape of her neck tossed back in full arch, begging for the scrape of teeth and tongue against it as her lover closed its mouth over the peak of her soft pink nipple. 
I, uh, sure, yes. Who doesn't, right? The truth is, the closest I had come to having hot, sweaty sex with Lammy was when the air conditioner in his old Montreal apartment broke and we sweat against each other from humidity, not passion. God, you're gorgeous, she smiled. Her expression told me nothing. She may have been flirting with me, or she could just as easily have been talking about her grandmother's cookie recipe. There was nothing distinctive in her eyes that I could read. I should give you my order before it gets too late. I used the opportunity to grab my phone and text Lammy that I was almost done. It was close to 11.30 p.m. I collected Jenna's order and hastily stuffed it in a bag. She watched me, and when I looked back at her, she craned her long neck, stretching it out, forcing her breast forward. I tried not to stare at her, but it was almost impossible to turn away. Here's your stuff, Jenna. I extended the bag to her, keeping as much distance between us as possible. I could just kiss you. She squealed and reached for the bag, instantly removing everything I had put in it. Well, you paid for it. It's all yours. You were really amazing tonight, Jasmine. I had a really good time. She moved toward me, straightening her sweater so that the V-neck barely covered the top of her breasts. Another half an inch, and I would see her nipples again. I stiffened and braced myself as she approached. I could smell the wine on her breath before her head was within a few inches of mine. She dropped the bag at my feet and lifted her arms around my neck. She softly pressed a kiss onto my cheek. It seemed to happen in slow motion. Her lips pressed softly against my cheek. The thin layer of gloss still coating them adhered to my skin, causing my flesh to cling to her mouth. The kiss seemed to last an hour. I felt the impact, the slow release, and the trail of her warm breath against my skin as she pulled away. Most of all, I could feel the heat of her sex emanating through her clothes and enveloping me like a sultry cloud. I cleared my throat to speak. She paused as she stood over me, her lips parted, her red tongue glistening like a candy apple. I instinctively opened my mouth in response to the invitation when the bag she had placed by my side shifted, creating a loud thud that jolted me backwards. I cleared my very dry throat and averted her gaze. <clears throat> Thanks, Jenna. Can uh, you send Sam in here? I have to close up the sales before my boyfriend gets here. Jenna pulled herself up and stood straight. She studied me like she was waiting for something. I timidly met her gaze. Once locked onto hers, I was mesmerized again, unable to look away. Her eyes were glossy and shining from the mixture of alcohol, drugs, and lust. She didn't blink as her hand slowly trailed down her side to the space between her legs. She watched me follow her hand as she squeezed the mound of flesh there, the fabric of her skirt bunching up in response. I was frozen in my seat, glued to it, obediently waiting to see what she would do next. She took a step backward, letting both her hands slide to her sides and stared at that glossy, slightly unfocused stare at me for what felt like an eternity. After a few breaths, her lips started to curl and she smiled at me with the first real indication of flirtatious intention. So, you want me to get Samantha to come in here? She said with deliberate precision. 
I nodded, my mouth so dry a cactus could have taken up residence in it. Jenna picked up her bag from the floor, deftly scooping the contents that had spilled out and putting them all back in the bag in one quick motion. As she leaned down, I caught a final glimpse of her supple skin under her sweater. She caught my gaze and smiled broadly. She opened the door and began to walk through it. As she crossed the threshold, she turned to look over her shoulder and smiled at me again. I shifted uneasily in my seat, unable to get my bearings back. My mind was racing and my palms were thick with sweat. As soon as the door closed behind her, the temperature of the room seemed to drop. I felt cold and alone. I instantly longed for her to come back, to bring back her heat, to bring back her soft fingers on my skin, and to bring back her sexual energy that I wanted so desperately to wrap around me like a warm blanket. Samantha stumbled in a few moments later, deeply intoxicated and giggling to herself as she placed her large order. I found it difficult to concentrate on her, to really focus on anything. It's little wonder that it took me almost 20 minutes before what had happened really sunk in. I had just had my first $2,000 party. I stared down at the numbers in disbelief as Samantha stuffed her bags of product in her closet, leaving the make-your-own-porn kit out on the dresser. Oh my god, Samantha, I said as I shut my briefcase and closed up the last of my virtually empty bags. You're my first $2,000 party. I'd love to be your first, Jasmine. Samantha picked up the porn kit box and shook it at me, smiling lasciviously. As she placed it back down, she knocked the small clock on the dresser to the floor. My cock fell on the floor. Oops! I mean my clock. Sorry, I'm so drunk. I picked it up and put it back in its place. I gathered up the empty duffel bags, my lingerie basket and briefcase, sliding the much lighter display bag onto my back. I could hear Lammy's deep voice from behind the door. As I adjusted the hockey bag to the center of my back, Samantha reached out and placed her hand on my shoulder. Wait, dear Jasmine, wait. Take this. You should try this place. It's a bar. I think you'd like it. She handed me a crisp white business card and placed it carefully in my hand. She locked her eyes with mine as she closed my fingers around the card. I saw the same expression in her eyes that Jenna had only moments before. It looked like a question, an understanding, and an invitation, all at once. I wasn't fully sure what the question was, but I did know the intensity of it piqued my interest and forced me awake. What is this for? A new club? I don't know Toronto very well. I only just got here a few weeks ago. It's a special kind of club. Take your lammy there. You two will have a great time. Trust me. Where is it? In Mississauga, where all the hot people are. She stroked the length of my arm before stumbling out of the bedroom. And you must be lammy, she exclaimed, walking toward him. You ready to go? he asked as he saw me emerge with my bags. It took me a moment to adjust to the sight of him. He filled up the room like a barge, blocking out half the guests standing behind him. I found myself looking for Jenna to see if she was still in the apartment. Lammy, congratulate me. These girls are my first $2,000 party. Oh, that's good, he said, constraining what looked like a smirk. I grabbed my broken trolley and handed a few empty duffel bags to Lammy. He turned toward the door and was stopped by Jenna, 
who had been quietly standing behind him. She slid her hand on his forearm to stop him from leaving, while keeping her eyes on me, she leaned her body against his side, her breast squishing upward from the pressure and cresting like a moon under her sweater. You are the luckiest person alive, she said to him, her eyes still squarely on me. You have the hottest girlfriend in the world. She's fucking delicious. I smiled at Jenna. I wanted my smile to answer all the questions she had previously put to me with her gaze alone, but I could tell she was too far gone to make any sense of what I was trying to say to her. She let go of Lammy's arm and began to walk toward me. Her footing was slow and unsteady. Just as I thought she was going to openly embrace me in front of everyone, Samantha swooped in and pulled her down toward the sofa. They giggled as they became entangled in one another's arms, the pillows of the couch springing off onto the floor as they became more entwined with one another. When I looked up, Lammy was already half out the door. You ready to go? he asked again. I thanked Samantha for the party, but I don't think she heard me. Her hands were sliding up Jenna's skirt, their screams and giggles drowning out my quiet goodbyes. I turned and followed Lammy out to the elevator. We rode the elevator in silence, though I was bursting with excitement, a huge smile on my face the entire ride down. Lammy threw all my bags into the trunk and within seconds had eased his car onto the highway moments later. I wanted to tell him about Jenna's advances and about the card for the nightclub that Samantha had given me, but from the moment the car door slammed shut, he began detailing the last six hours he spent away from me and how he had struggled to find ways to stay awake so he could pick me up. He was grouchy, tired, and impatient. I waited until he finished griping. After a moment of tense awkwardness, he took his hand off the stick shift and wordlessly squeezed my hand in his. He absently stroked the top of my hand while darting the car between lanes with rapid precision. It was my first $2,000 party, I said after a few more minutes. Can you believe it? He let go of my hand to shift gears and then grabbed my hand again and squeezed it. I told you that you'd make more money here, he said matter-of-factly. I told you Toronto has a lot of independent business people and there's a shitload of money in the city. Per capita, you're bound to make more money than in Ottawa. Per capita? Did he actually just say per capita? I could feel the warmth of his hand on mine, the possession of it, the dominance of it, and yet I felt like a stone statue. We rode in silence for a few more lane changes. He eased the car off the highway. I knew we were only another five minutes from the apartment. I guess you're right, I said, the tone of my voice dropping significantly. I'm really tired. It's been a long night. Suddenly, all my plans of telling him that I thought I had found a willing partner for our threesome had vanished. I didn't feel like telling him about the party, about Jenna, and the way she grabbed herself in my sales room, or about the bright pink nipples and Samantha's open relationship with her. All I wanted in that moment was to lie down and absorb everything that had just happened, to make some sense of the multitude of thoughts that were interlocking and colliding in my brain. We drove in silence for a few more minutes before he took his hand off mine and placed it on my thigh. You did good, baby, he said with a modicum of warmth. I knew you would. His hand felt like a heavy weight against my body, a complete contrast to the feathery light touch of Jenna's fingers on my forearm. I closed my eyes when I saw the bright street lights of the condo complex that indicated we were seconds from home. For a moment, 
My closed eyelids reflected the halo from the lights that circled outward until all I could see in the center was Jenna's soft pink nipple. Thanks for listening. I get this a lot, so I just want to reiterate, it is free to subscribe to my podcast, and I really hope you do. To those of you who have subscribed and left reviews, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. As always, feel free to reach out to me on social media at any time. I am sure there will be another episode with me and my beloved since the emails and the DMs have been coming in like crazy since we launched that episode wonderfully. Thanks very much for listening. You can find me on all my social media channels. Until next time, remember that the best part of life is love. So be sure to open your heart to it because here she comes. I'm just a popcorn dreaming on a red and back to you up. I'm gonna shiver you shake it.